No. Okay. It, it's really weird. This thing is like right up my mouth hole. And I'm like, I'm like trying to turn. I'm like, oh, it's right there. I'm going to end up smacking my face against it. Well, but I mean, at the same time, though, I kind of feel like it's in the right spot. I just have to be aware of where it's at. Right. Okay. So I think we're good. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. All right. Are you good? Yeah. All right. I feel like hammered dog shit. I'm so sorry. It's like we went from mine to yours. Yeah. Should have known this was coming. But it's okay. I will power through. I'm I'm so proud of you. I feel like I should have powered through yesterday. Ah, uh, I wish you would have. But I'm not going to hold that against you. Okay, well, I'm glad. <laughs> the first day is always the worst. Yeah, we'll get into that on the on the actual episode. Okay. Because people are like, she got the vid or what's wrong with her? <laughs> no. So we'll go over all that. All right. So episode 83. Yes, 83. 83. All right. We got this. Let's do it. All right. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And welcome back, everybody. A day late and several dollars short. <laughs> I am your host, Pedro, along with my beautiful co-host, Miss Tink. Hello, everybody. And yeah, so like I said, we're a day late. Um, why is that, Tink? <laughs> well, well, where should we start? Should we start from the week of leading up to it? So basically, um, Pedro broke me. Um, we're going to just blame it on you for right from the get-go. And... Right. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, we had our thing. We were fucking and uh, I got broken and it was fine for a few days. And then all of a sudden, Sunday, I got hammered with a beginning day of a period that, oh, my Lord, I think I literally could have used a blood transfusion. Yeah. So, you know. Not TMI or anything, but uh, all weekend, though, you weren't really feeling great. Like, you kept like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, going to get my period. Is it starting? Yeah. Mm. It was really weird because I wasn't really sure what my body was doing because, like, I wasn't really having any, like, real signs that it was coming. You just felt like shit. I just, yeah, I felt very, very tired. Um, I wanted to just take a nap. Uh, I was very sluggish. And, like, it just didn't feel right yeah so we opted to not do the podcast saturday night because you weren't feeling up to it you were too tired mm -hmm. and then sunday when we normally do it you just were in oh agony. my god i literally <laughs> i felt like someone was punching this shit out of my uterus yeah. like with a metal baseball bat is what it felt like yeah so and that's also the reason though like well me breaking you and then you get in your period is why there is not a toy segment up for last week. Unfortunately, no. So you fucked that up. I know that. That was you. <laughs> you fucked that up. Literally. Legit, you fucked it up. <laughs> so to make it up for our Fansly subscribers, I'm going to put up 
um, a blowjob video. Oh, so that'll be fun. They'll just have to, you know, pretend my dick is a toy. <laughs> That's all. It it will suffice, I believe. Oh, so then today, I had a dentist appointment. <laughs> yes, that I was not aware was going to be as invasive as it was. No, most dentist appointments are usually anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe an hour. Yeah, like I thought I just had like a small filling that needed done. Yeah, you just said it was one cavity. And yeah, I was there for like almost three fucking hours. I did not hear from you from the time that you said you were leaving work till I already got home and I still didn't hear from you. It was a legit three hours. And I'm like, did did he go back to work and just didn't have service? Like My face is still kind of numb. It's now, very puffy. Yeah. And it's what, like 8.30? It's, it, no, it's 9 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock at night. I got to the dentist at 3.30. Yeah. And and you didn't get home until almost 6. And it feels like I got in a fight. Yeah. Like my orbital bone is sore. Oh. My nose is like numb and tingly. My jaw hurts from keeping my mouth open for two and a half fucking hours. So basically, you're a blowjob champion. Apparently, like, <laughs> so you've got me beat. Uh, I don't know you. how you did it because, like, like uh, that hurts my jaw just to open my it, mouth like that. It, it was painful trying to keep my mouth open for that long. Yeah, I'm not a fan. So, on I give you huge kudos <laughs> on this week's episode. You're going to be doing a lot of the talking. I hope. I'm going to do my ultimate best to do that. So that way you don't have to do too much, except for obviously some feedback because I need to have you converse with me just slightly. Well, I'm going to do my best because my face fucking hurts right now. Well, I'm so sorry. I know. That's what she said. But (laughs) uh, what do you got for us this week? All right. So we're going to just dive right in. We're not going to play no games. Um, We're going to talk about... Uh, swinging ads. And I'm going to say it that way because there's all different websites. There's Cassidy, there's CDC, CDC, there's STC, there's um, Facebook in general and all the groups that people are on. And yeah, so people, obviously they're going to put out these ads of what they're looking for, whether it be, you know, male, female, male, female, female, male, whichever it is that they're looking for, or even just couples. Um, but what seems to be kind of like a pet peeve that I have, and I know Pedro feels the same way about it is where people are putting out these feelers for what they're looking for, but they're posting not only anonymously, But they're also not putting out any picture of who they are or what their partner looks like. So they're just like, here's my ad. I'm looking for another guy or like like a single guy to add for a one night. But there's no other context to it. And it's very misleading because... One, how is anybody going to know exactly what you're looking for besides you just want a single male? Do you want that single male for just the night? Do you want that single male to do anything in particular besides just show up? Or like, what are you looking for in that single male? Right. Do you want him to be dominant? Do you want him to be submissive? Do you want him to, you know. Do you want a fun, like, you know, 
go out for drinks first or do you want them to just come over and just bend you over? Like, you know, and that's kind of what I wonder. Sometimes these ads, they literally make me feel like it was like a Craigslist where this is what I'm looking for. Here's my address. Just show up and fuck me. Like there's, there's nothing else to it. That's kind of like in one of the Alabama groups that we're in on Facebook. Yeah. There's this guy like every week without fail, like Friday night. He must be lonely. He'll say, you know, me and another guy are here. Bring your wife. There's no pictures of him. Like he has no like real introduction. You have no idea who the fuck he is. Okay. He, he doesn't even have a profile picture that would show you who he is. One, doing anything like that is already automatically going to make you be a no because yeah. no female in their right mind is going to put themselves in that situation because what, do they want to be dead and be like on the 48 hour show? No. Well, like the thing that kills me is one, I don't even know why the administrators of that group allow him to stay in the group. Well, they shouldn't because there should be, there should be a format that goes through where you have to do your introduction of who you are what you're looking for, have a picture of yourself and your profile cannot be, and this is my own personal opinion, it cannot be only a few months old because that looks shady as fuck. Well, not just, like, I don't really care how old the profile is, but, like, if you don't have any pictures or anything that shows you're in the lifestyle, like, mm -hmm. there's no posts from events or, you know, friends in the lifestyle, right. you know, then that's a major red flag. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... We have quote unquote fake profiles. We do, but, but they're lifestyle fake right. profiles, and we've had them for fuck pretty much since the very beginning like, of being in the yeah, lifestyle. Nine or ten years now. Mm -hmm. But like we live on those profiles, we hardly ever go on our <laughs> vanilla profiles. No, you know, and we have tons of friends on there. We I, post yeah. pictures and everything. I we have tag. more friends on my lifestyle Facebook than I do on my regular. Right, so. Like, I don't care if somebody has, like, a fake profile, but at mm -hmm. least show who you are. Right. You know, like, like, that you're active in that community right. I don't that need you're to, trying to I don't to need to know in. your real fucking name. No. I don't need to know where you work or, you know, we don't. any of that shit. But for, you know, trying to find people to have interactions with, mm -hmm. like, that's the bare minimum, you yeah. know, is having a profile that tells a little bit about you, what you're looking for, and pictures including face pictures yes. and i don't give a fuck if oh i have to be private guess what so does everybody else join the fucking club you're not special i know i don't like the ones that post the pictures where they have like an emoji over their face or they have it blurred out and it's like that doesn't help like i'm not looking at your body i want to see your face yeah. i want to see you smiling i want to get to be like okay if I run across you at a party, I'm going to recognize you. I'm not going to recognize your body. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I hate to say that. It's true, though. I'm not going to recognize it. No, like people that post just their bodies, like, I'm sorry. That's cringy as fuck. It's weird. You know, a lot of people I see will like post like their bodies where they're just like from the gym and they don't have their picture or their, their headshot. It's just like their body. And I'm just like. So, okay, great. You go to the gym. That's awesome. Good for you. But what else am I supposed to go off of from that? Well, there's a misconception in the lifestyle, well, and in dating in general, that, you know, if you have a good body, like you're a shoe in, you know, no. like people are just going to be 
you know, fawning over your hard body. That's farther <laughs> from the truth. I mean, like for me, I, I have you at home. Yeah. And now, yes, you're not like a, a hard body, but you I'm have, a little squishy. <laughs> but you have the body type that a lot of women, you know, are like envious of. You I know, have been told that. Yes. You have that shorter, thin frame, you know, mm-hmm. nice booty, big tits. And like, if I see another profile that has a similar body type, mm-hmm. but no face pass. Like, I don't give a fuck what you, what yeah. your body looks like. Yeah. Like, I'm not it, about the body. I don't really care. I want, like I said, I'm more about what your face looks like. And right. you can, you can tell a lot about a person about how their face looks. You can, like, I feel like you can see and feel, it sounds weird to say that, but their personality by able, by being able to see their face versus just their body. Right. Because what if, you know, there's a woman that has an attractive body, but behind that emoji over her face is like this scowling, you know, like someone that we see all the time. You know, we're not going to name names. You're in my mind. I'm yeah. over here going, I know, I know. Let me hit the button. I but know. like, she never smiles. No. And always has like this bitchy look on her face. It's it's the like that. That yeah, right there a no. is a turnoff for me. It is. It's not so attractive. If I can't see that, right, and then I have to, well, it, it would never happen. But if I were to say, yeah, let's meet up, mm-hmm. and that's what I get, you're gonna be like, wait, what? I'm out. Like yeah, I'll turn like, right around and I'm gone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now you just wasted both of our times because you're not secure enough to put your face out there. Right. If you can't put your face out there, this may not be the lifestyle for you. No, I really don't feel like it is. And especially in today's day and age. Like yeah. 20, 30 years ago, when sure. Where it was hard to do that. Right. All you had was magazines. Right. You know, like you couldn't put a picture in the magazine. Right. Now it's so easy to upload your picture. Right. Don't be so like hidden in the dark and closeted about it. Yeah, That's just not the way to go. I hate to tell you, if you're one of those people that hides their face on everything and doesn't give any information, the people you do hang out with and play with talk about you. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I hate to break the news to or you. Or what will happen is you're not really going to get anybody to play because of all the things that we're talking about here because it is very shady and digitally yes you, yeah you won't find people no except the really desperate people that you know maybe they do the same thing will fuck so. anything that walks but if you hang out with other swingers like outside of social media and all mm-hmm. that those same people will talk about you yeah. to other swingers you know and that's just the reality of it so well i mean it's you're a- doing all this work to stay private mm-hmm. and you're not private at all no <laughs> no so definitely not just show people who you are mm-hmm. and tell people what you're looking for. Like, it's not hard. It really is not hard. And you never know by actually putting yourself out there, you could actually end up having a great time and getting in with a group of people who are barely just awesome, wholesome, and are going to be the circle of people you want to be around anyhow. Yeah. And to clarify, I'm not saying you have to send a face included in like nude images. Like, yeah, no, you don't have to do that. I'm we're not we're saying, just talking general clothes, like yeah. clothes picture. Like here's my, I am new to the group. Right. Like, here I am. 
not but people like, have to be able to put a face to a name. Yeah, exactly. You can't just stay anonymous and expect to have success in this lifestyle. Yeah, because I can guarantee when any of those posts that I see, I will scroll right by it. I'm not oh, even yeah, going to give it a time of day. Nope. In fact, I block a lot of them. I mean, that's another thing, because if that's all they do, there's no point in saying it, and you're not yeah. going to interact anyway. Yeah, because, I mean, to me, they're just a waste of space. Mm-hmm. So I, I would rather free up my timeline. <laughs> for... Find the ones that are actually doing what is needed to find each other and be compatible right. versus hiding behind a little wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the same goes for people that are too embarrassed or whatever to ask questions without being anonymous on Facebook, like you're adults. Yeah. If, if you can't ask a question with your name attached to it, mm-hmm. this may not be the lifestyle for you. I mean, cause like that tells me that they're not going to bring up the difficult conversations in person either. They're I not going to talk about, you know, boundaries and consent and, you know, STI testing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because if they can't even make a post online, they sure as hell aren't going to confront somebody in person. There's a very good possibility that they wouldn't. No balls. Like, no. if you got something to say, say it with your whole chest. Yeah. You know, own it. Even if it's what you, you know, if you think, if you it's, think stupid. it's stupid. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are holding back on. And that's why like, they put it as anonymous because they feel like, you know, say they're new to the lifestyle and the question that they have, they either maybe didn't see that it's already been asked before, or they're just trying to clarify something that they just maybe didn't interpret quite well. And they feel embarrassed by that. Well, and a lot of times it's because they're going to end up looking bad. Like if they have like a scenario situation, like we see all the time. No, we see lots of scenarios. Like <laughs> They're going to look bad. Yeah. So of course they're going to get trashed. Yeah. By the commenters, which grow up, have some thick skin. Like if you did whatever you did, right. Own it. Right. Like if it's that important that you need to talk about it in a public setting right because like if you want opinions from others you're gonna have to be open to those opinions being opinionated and and they're going to not be what you want to hear necessarily and like the thing is too i'm gonna say most people aren't even gonna listen to any of those comments that are telling them that they were in the wrong no so now there's an anonymous person floating around out there Mm -hmm. that's probably going to do the same fucking thing again to some other person or couple yeah because they can't get called out because they were anonymous. Yeah. So I wish all the groups on Facebook would fucking ban the anonymous feature. Can you do that? Oh, yeah. You can just turn it on and off. Oh, see, I feel like you should just keep it off completely. Yeah, there is no reason whatsoever to have the anonymous feature. Yeah. Like, like I don't even know how to use it because I, I, I don't well, even know where it's located. Well, But apparently everybody it, else knows. It's when you make a post. It oh. says post as anonymous oh see i don't even see that i just post my name and go here you go but the admins can turn that off see i feel like that should be something that should be done 100 percent agree you know because you can't like this lifestyle and the things people do in this lifestyle are very serious i mean They they have serious consequences and to allow people to skirt around you know being accountable Mm -hmm. is bullshit yeah And it's the same thing when people, you know, have drama or like they have something 
you know, happened to them. And they're like, well, I don't want to put their name. Fuck that. Put their fucking name out there. Well, Save the rest of us from dealing with the same fucking shit. Right. Like, exactly. I hate that with a passion. Like, if, if you know something went down dirty, don't have it be where other people could potentially fall into that. Just right. be like, hey, avoid this person. Yeah. Like, you know, like just an example. If you're playing with a couple mm-hmm. and, you know, the rules were agreed upon, everyone wears a condom. Yeah. And the other dude tries to sneak his condom off. Oh, fuck no. That dude needs blasted. Uh, yeah. In because every, that in is every n- group that he's in. And no girl would play with him. Well, that's how it should be. Exactly. But, but that's the thing. But instead. They'll, they will not put his name out there say, what happened. You know, a couple that we played with did this, this, and mm-hmm. this. And then everyone will be like, well, who is it? And they'll either say, well, I'll DM you. Or, right. you know, only, I, I don't want ca- to cause drama. Right. I'm sorry. That's not drama. That's protecting the community yeah. of someone who's not doing something safely. Right. So by not telling people who it is, you're actually putting more people in harm's way. You are. And you're doing a disservice to the entire community. Mm-hmm. So. Like it may, it may suck and you may not want to do that because, you know, that person, you know, will come back at you and maybe they'll trash talk you, but you have to look at the bigger picture and the bigger picture is yeah, protecting well, see, everybody. But that's the thing. So many people are soft these days. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not trying to like say that like an asshole. I know it's going to come off like that, but too many people are soft. They have no backbone whatsoever. I mean, I'm the type of person where like I'm a people pleaser and I don't like making people upset and I don't like ruffling feathers. But when it comes to safety, that's when I put my foot down. I don't care if I don't even like that person. Like, you know, say I knew like that situation occurred and there's a girl who I don't really like, but she's planning on playing with that person for sure. I'm going to tell you whether you take my information or not is up to you, but I will let you know, Hey, this is what went down. You might want to decide whether or not it's a good idea to play with this person. Yeah. I'm the same way, but I'll do it in any place. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like. If I see that person out at a club after they've been called out, <laughs> you'd be like, sure, why are you here? I, I will make sure that they know they're not welcome. And that that's sometimes what has to be done because I think I feel like people will keep doing those things until enough is brought to their attention where yeah. they feel uncomfortable and then they go, Oh fuck. And yeah. then they're going to leave uh, until people, you know, distance themselves from them mm-hmm. they'll, they'll stay they're just gonna stay because mm-hmm. they feel like they can get away with doing whatever shitty things they want to do yeah but when people start you know calling them out and not associating with them or making them feel unwelcome mm-hmm. at events and stuff then they're gonna disappear yeah as they should mm-hmm. i agree so all right what's our next topic all right so i'm not sure if you've come across with this as much as i have and I think I just get this a lot because of work, but who knows? But when it comes to finding people that you're attracted to in the poly mindset where you're like, oh, you know, I'm really clicking with this person. And that other person is showing interest in you as well. However, they may not be actually poly and they are either unhappy in their marriage or they just like to flirt how that makes you feel as far as like you feel very contradicted or 
you just kind of like feel like you're pulling teeth because you're like, you're not quite understanding how this works because you are ethical. We are ethical when it comes to being poly. You are open with me. I am open with you. If a woman were to come into your life and be like, hey, I'm really interested. I'd like to date you. You would come talk to me about it. And I would do the same with you. If I had a girl or a guy that was interested, I would come and talk to you about it. But how do you feel when you have someone who you know for a fact they're not poly? Because like the little things that they say, you're like, yeah, yeah, their other half has no idea. I mean, I don't really get that. I mean, aside from the harmless flirting from like old ladies and stuff. <laughs> the old ladies? Yeah. I mean, I don't. You haven't had any woman that was like in a relationship, but it wasn't a open relationship? I mean, not since I was a teenager. Okay. So, I mean, thinking back till, till then, you know, what did you do in those instances? I mean, when I was a teenager, depending on like if I knew the guy or if it was just like someone I didn't know, mm -hmm. I may continue talking to the woman and seeing where things go, but I would make it clear. Like if you want to date me, you got to get rid of him. I mean, so it was almost not like an ultimatum. I mean, basically, so it would, it would be more of like if he wasn't okay with being Polly that she would have to get rid of him or you wouldn't really want to share. Well, I mean, back then it wasn't about Polly. I mean, like I was Polly minded, okay, but it wasn't a Polly thing. It was more, you know, because other people were not Polly. It wasn't as so uh, common or if somebody was flirting with me, it was because they were either looking for a hookup or they wanted something monogamous. Gotcha. So a little bit different. Yeah. So if they continued to talk to me, you know, and wanted to take things further, mm -hmm. then I would tell them, you know, you're going to have to choose because I'm not just going to sit around and wait for you to dump this guy. Yeah. I mean, my thing that I've struggled, like, so being down here in Alabama, finding a girlfriend is definitely hard. Yes. Um, one thing that I've, also kind of realized too is because of the way people are were raised down here i do know that there are definitely women here who have that bisexual side of themselves very much suppressed um and there is no there is no there is no um let me try and express this or like hint towards something they just completely have that shut off and i also feel like their husband also wouldn't allow it either yeah yeah i can see that so that would be considered cheating yes yes exactly so even if i got close with a female because there have been few that i've talked to where you know things would be going really well as friends. And then when things would start to build a little bit more where it's kind of flirty, things would kind of die off. And I really wonder if it was like their husband caught drift of what was going on and was like, what are you doing? Well, or it could also be the whole, if the husband found out about it, then he would want to be a part of it. And, yeah, she, and she's not wanting him to be a part of it. Him to be a part of it. <laughs> she's like, I want the bitch to myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, because she's probably still very monogamously, you know, towards men, towards men. Mm -hmm. And you know, that man has to be monogamous with her. Right. But 
because she's bi, she feels like she should be able to have a girl too. Right. And, you know, like you see that a lot actually, but as far as like me, I, I've never really experienced an issue Mm -hmm. because people either know going in like I'm polyamorous. Yeah. So, and it's usually always single women that hit me up. Yeah. You know, which we've talked about usually leads to them not wanting to share me after so long. Right. And I almost wonder if it would work a lot better if, you know, they themselves had like their husband or boyfriend and then had a relationship with you. I think you know, it, it would. Just because it would feel like they would balance themselves out. Yeah. It's just finding that down here is very difficult. Right. Which is kind of like where I'm at, where it's basically like the same thing, but slightly reversed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for the women, I definitely see that it's hard for you, you know, because they don't want to come out as bi. It is hard. And there are some pretty women that come into my work. And then like, as far as the guys go, if they are single, like I can see them like kind of being okay that you're married, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how long that would last for, but they're going to just treat you like a booty call. Yeah. And, And it won't be like a real relationship. Yeah. Which is something that you say that you want. Right. But for them, knowing you have a, another guy, they're not going to take it seriously. Exactly. It's it's different where if they were to see me as a single female, right? where they'd be like, oh, I could actually like wife her up or, you know, I could, you know, have her all the time kind of thing, not right. sharing me. And I wonder if that also like limits a lot of, you know, that situation occurring too is because like a lot of the guys down here, they want you all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, that's most anywhere. I mean, because monogamous people. That's what they're used to. They want that one-on-one all the time. Yeah. So to find a guy that would be willing to be okay with you having a husband, they're just going to look at it like you're a plaything. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like eventually, like, or what will happen is like, they'll, they'll go along with it. And be like, yeah, 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 you know, I, I want to try this. And then eventually it'll end up being where you just become the plaything because they really can't do it in that essence of, you know, me having a husband and then being the boyfriend and splitting yeah. that time. Yep. So right. there you go. The struggles of Polly. It's always a struggle. It's a, it's a struggle bus. All right. So I want to wrap up with our BDSM. I'm not sure where you are on this, but there's always different goals that we have when it comes to our journey in the BDSM lifestyle. And I know when we first started, my biggest goal is I wanted to be your pain slut. And, you know, for the longest time and probably prior to us having a child, um, I actually feel like I got really, really close to the point where I was like, I'm not, I'm not as much of a pain slut as your first one. <laughs> Cause I'm sorry. You cannot punch me and knock me out. Sorry. I'm not like that, but I did push myself a lot further than I would have expected myself. And I did achieve the goal that I had set where my pain tolerance got high enough in, in my mind that I also felt like you saw 
that difference is as well in me from the beginning of where we started to that point of my achievement of really being able to handle different impacts that you had applied to me and how I responded to them. So like when we had gone to one of the IPG parties and you had used a cane on me and it was the first time you had used one on me. And prior to using the cane, you had used this, like, I call it a wiffle bat, but it wasn't a wiffle bat. It was like the cone, the the foam cone. It was very thuddy type of material, but it bruised me intensely and almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, I took that like a champ and I was just like, all right, I got this. Like, after that, I was like. You know, anything else that he was going to throw at me, I'm like, I can do this. I am definitely, I definitely had honed in on that level of pain slut that I wanted to become. And then you had taken me onto the St. Andrew's cross and had turned me around and were using the cane on my thighs and like up around like my tits. And I was, I mean, I wasn't liking it a hundred percent. So like my whole body was like quivering and shaking, but I was still able to go and get through it. And I still got my aftercare from the girls afterwards because I definitely needed it. But I felt like that whole scene from the beginning to the end and every implement that you had used on me had really tested where my pain tolerance had gone. And I knew that then at that point that I had met that mark of being your pain slit that I wanted to be for myself. Do you have like, I'm sure you know which, which, uh, which time that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> so I know I'm not at that point anymore, which makes me kind of sad. Well, I mean, that's going to happen when we don't get to, you know, do those kinds of scenes as often anymore. I know. But, um, as far as for myself, uh, goals that I have had, um, I mean, from the very beginning, you know, my goal was always to master each uh, each part of the dominance that I partake in. Mm-hmm. You know, so like impact play, I wanted to master all the various implements and, um, you know, the anatomy that I would use those implements on, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people just see impact play and they see you know, like the three basic things, you know, your upper legs, your booty and like tits, Mm -hmm. but there's so much more on the body that you can have impact play, you know, obviously not as, as heavy as those areas, but there's plenty of other areas that you can do impact play to really test somebody's, you know, tolerance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the mental aspect of BDSM was one of the first things that I wanted to master because to me, the mental aspect is the most important part. Yeah. You know, the physical stuff is, is fun and just secondary and you know, there is a necessity to it Mm -hmm. for certain things, but the mind is where the power actually is. Yeah. So I wanted to learn how to not only uh, control my mind, you know, and be in that dominant mindset, 
but I also wanted to understand the submissive mindset to better implement my kind of dominance. Mm. <laughs> so that was like the beginning. Now it's like small goals. Like um, with you, my goal, you know, is to always push your limits, you know, because that is something that we agreed on that you want to do. Like you want to push your limits yeah, and, you know, continue to get rid of those hard limits and soft limits and all that. Mm -hmm. So a goal of mine is to really learn and research and practice those things that you want to get out of that hard limit. You know, even if it's something I don't always do or, you know, like I'm trying to make myself as much of a well-rounded dominant as I can, you know, because not only does it help with you, but being in the swing lifestyle and meeting so many friends that, you know, are looking for a top or even perhaps another dominant, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be able to offer that to them no matter what type of dominance they're looking for. So I don't want to be pigeonholed in that, you know, sadistic dom, you know, keyhole. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be, you know, a sensual dom, even though I know I'll never be you great at that, but right. I want to be able to give somebody, you know, a good scene if that's what they're after. Um, and through you, you know, I've learned how to be a daddy dom. <laughs> yeah, that was new for you. It was new, but I mean, I think I've done very well with adapting to that mm -hmm. while still implementing, you know, my sadistic dominance as well. Yeah. Um, and I always just want to keep learning mm -hmm. and growing as a dominant. And now that I've been submissive to you, while teaching you to be dominant, like there is certain things on the submissive side that, you know, I would like to either learn more about or, you know, continue to practice and do better at mm -hmm. mainly because I think it'll ultimately help me as a dominant to kind of understand the submissive side a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I mean, like when I was trained, you know, I had to be a submissive, mm -hmm. but that was very different. Right. It was done in a different manner and it was when your submissive would then come to you, you would do like a switch over and be the dominant. Yeah. Well, I mean like I had a male submissive or a male master. Right. So that's a little bit different. Than it, it was way female. different than submitting to you, mm -hmm. you know, because like he wasn't going to do sexual things to me. Right. And you didn't have any connection to him. Right. Like it was just a, do as you're told, yeah. you know, type thing Yep. where with you, you know, we do have that romantic connection. So it makes, uh, the, the submission part, I guess, more intense mm -hmm. once I can get in that mindset. Yeah. You know, it's still difficult to, to get in that mindset and stay there. Mm -hmm. But when I do get there, you know, I, I, I do find it fun at times, depending on what we're doing. And definitely, I'm assuming pleasurable. Yeah, it definitely can be. I mean, like, I'm still working on trying to find the pleasure in the painful stuff. I, yeah. Because I feel like that one's going to take the longest for you because of the fact that you don't like pain. Yeah. So there's 
it, it has to be there'll be something I think that will just kind of get checked off where you're like oh actually I kind of liked that and it'll just be a matter of time to figure out what exactly it is so yeah I mean time will tell yeah so but that's my thing like I just like learning and and growing and I mean that's really all you really do in the lifestyles in general is there's always room to grow with it, learn more. And you kind of learn more about yourself that you didn't really know. Yeah. And that's the fun of getting older though, <laughs> you know, because Cause you're like, Oh wait, well, I mean, you're more willing to try things mm-hmm. that you weren't willing to 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. You know, because you know, back then you, your ego gets in the way and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm not doing that. Or the, where now you're like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Like, You're like, let's try it. Yeah. I don't care what people say about me. You know, mm-hmm. like if you like it, you like it. Yeah. So I'm all about, you know, holding your freak flag high. And mm-hmm. as long as, you know, you're doing it safely, sanely and consensually, then I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah. So. All right. Well, my mouth is killing me. Uh, if so I it's time to wrap it up then. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for episode 83. <laughs> I mean, but that was some good topics. I mean, yeah. I think we had some good discussion there. I feel like we did. And uh, next week we have Amy Idaho in the house. We do. Literally. I am so excited. Yes. I cannot wait for her to get here. Um, hopefully my mouth is all healed up because I fully intend on using it. <laughs> I hope so. You're going to have two to be like, Oh, I know. It's going to be, like, be like a buffet. It, we're just going to lay there with like <laughs> our legs spread and you can just go in between like one back and forth. I mean, <laughs> that's like. Oh, even better. We're going to stack it. Oh, okay. yes. So you don't you don't got to go back and forth between the legs. You just go up and down. Okay. Not going to lie. <laughs> like the stacking thing. Yeah. Is something I have not done yet. Really? Like. Let's fucking do it. Let's make it happen. Yes. I totally want to do like the stack. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to do a stack. So if you're listening, Amy, we're doing the stack. (laughs) (laughs) I think she'll be down. Oh, I think so. But you know, what's going to be tough. What? Like we should blindfold me. (laughs) And then like you two should like switch, you know, like the cups. Oh, and and see if I can tell who's who, because you guys feel so similar. (laughs) So should we do like, Hmm. We should probably have to gag each other so that way we don't make sounds because <laughs> then you'll know who it is. And then, I mean, like we could still do the stacking, but it might be really hard. So really what we should do is like you close your eyes. We're going to like run around and spin you around in circles <laughs> and then position you so you're ready. And we're just going to lay there like side by side and then you can figure out who's who. Because I feel like if we're stacking, you're going to accidentally jam us in the asshole, which I mean, it'd be I mean, okay, but you're not going to know the difference <laughs> then either. Yeah. You, you know what would be really fun, though? What? If we had a dungeon and we had those, uh, like, the full body stockade where you fold your legs in half. Yes! And then it's just, like, your ass and your vagina hanging out. That would be perfect. Because then, like, could cover everything up, you know, except the hole. So, I will say a thing. About that cage, I would definitely hyperventilate. So if it was just like a metal bar that held my legs back, but nothing on my chest or like hiding my face besides like maybe like a wall, 
I would be okay. But if there's like a full on thing case holding me down, like a coffin, fuck no. Cause nope. Mm -mm. My, my chest is already going, we can't do that. All right. God, <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Well, I'm just saying we can still fold me in half. Just put a wall up. I just can't have my whole other half of my body in like a coffin. Okay. I can't do that. <laughs> All right. I'll have to figure something out. All right. We'll figure it out. But yeah, so definitely looking forward to her visit and all the fun shit we're going to do. Lots of shit. Yes. <laughs> we and, got lots of stuff planned. And uh, she is going to assist you with the toy reviews. The toy review for next yes, week. Yes, I'm excited. So that's pretty sweet. Yes. <laughs> and I'm hoping I will not be broken by next week. So, or next weekend. Yeah, I hope not. I'm hoping not. Fingers crossed, man. Because <laughs> then we'll have two toy reviews. Yeah. Well, that's the goal. Yes, is that is the goal. You're each going to review one. Yes. That is our goal for next week's episode. All right. So, sorry for the delay in getting this one out, but it is what it is. It and it's fine. It's going to be out here in about an hour. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast.